So, Ray, how you doing? I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, but I was hoping you were going to tell me how you're doing, not just tell me you're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was doing fine. I just said I'm doing. Oh, you're doing. <laughs> I got you. You're just doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off. I'll tell you exactly how I'm doing. Damn Saints are three and three. The Braves are eliminated from the damn playoffs. The Astros are down 0-2. Derek Jeter is about to look like a freaking genius. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean. Yesterday in the pregame, he said when they were giving their picks for the series, he picked the Rangers over the Astros. And then he explained why. Nobody asked him, but he went on and explained why. He said the Astros have struggled at home. No team has won the World Series with a losing home record. And he also gave what their record was. It's below 500, right? And that's unusual for uh, um, for an elite team or, you know, a good playoff team in any sport. You usually dominate at home, and you at least break 500 on the road, right? And that shows the good, the good sign of a championship caliber team. <clears throat> the other thing that's going on, the NFL has to do better with scheduling. How the hell we get the Cowboys on Monday Night Football and the Giants and the Bills on last night? Nobody wants to see that. Uh, now, <laughs> now, here's 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 my. If that's the worst thing going on in my life, guess what? I'm blessed. If that's the worst thing going on, but then I turn on the freaking news and I see now after a terrorist attack, we are legalizing a terrorist attack because we just the only thing the only thing Israel's doing is what Hamas is doing in reverse order, or reverse fashion, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But it's still, and you know why I really feel this way? I really feel for the people who are being affected, who are not pushing any freaking buttons, who had nothing to do with this. Those are the people Mm -hmm. we should be caring about. So that's how I'm doing. That's how I'm doing. Well, you're doing a lot. You got a lot going on. (laughs) And how are you? You said you're doing it. What you doing? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing the best I can not to slap nobody at work. I'm doing the best I can to get all my schoolwork done on time. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can to handle these two new students I got. Uh, mm-hmm. at the and it's only October. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was doing the best I can not to black my son out when he was here trying to take over my little. You know how you um have your little time of zen, and then your kids come mm-hmm. to visit, and then they want to yeah. take over your space. <laughs> so we had all of that. Um, and while I at first I was upset about what you said about the Giants, but then at the same uh-huh. token, I had to look at how we've been doing lately. And you're right; didn't nobody want, don't nobody be wanting to see this mess that's been going on with my team here lately. So I gotta uh-huh. agree with you there. So yeah, right. that's how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh our brother Antonio, he's not with us. He's not he's not with us tonight, unable to make it. But uh, we welcome you to year three now of the gospel truth. No bullshit. I am our major and I have my sister with me, kicking it live and ready to go. Rain. You heard me? 
Yes, I'm so ready. You heard, yes, you heard how we're doing. Uh, again, like I said, if um, if sports is all I have to worry about and all my teams that I like are losing, that's not bad. But mm-hmm. the situation over in Israel with uh, between Israel and Gaza, it's, um, you know what the first thing I notice is? What's that? I'm going to send you a quick shout-out to this conflict. Who that when it comes to Ukraine and Russia? <laughs> Nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. by design. I don't think that's by yes. mistake at all. That's straight up by design. Yes. So that's something it's else going on that we don't know about. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I was watching a um a little video clip the other day where mm-hmm. um where uh the gentleman was talking about um how the media kind of controls the narrative of what they want you focused on. So Yes, right. um, what's going on in Israel is getting all the attention, and they're just like kind of rolling across the screen Ukraine stuff, but not really dedicating um, anchor time to actually having conversations about what they're doing and what they have going on. So mm-hmm. now it's time to read, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to read yep. about what's happening. And so this is when all the stuff flips in under the radar that they don't want to focus on or whatever. So, yeah, definitely. Um, something about to pop off or something going on that they don't want us to be aware of so they're not giving it any time, any verbal talk time, um, and they're just focusing on what's happening in God, with the Gaza Strip and everything. So, Right. Mm-hmm. But we woke, so we know what's that. Right, <laughs> right, right. I was just about to say, um, when when we first got on the line, I was watching – News, news from Fox, talking about uh, uh, what's his name? Putin has spoken with um, who's what's his name from Israel? Netanyahu. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what they got to talk about? Don't you have a war going on? What you got? To, what you got to right. talk about? <laughs> so right. he in the headline it says something about he's looking. He's going to. He believes rather that they can work things out diplomatically. Now. I don't know how in the world you work out something diplomatically when just in Gaza, since Israel started launching attacks, there have been 12,000 total. There have been 12,000 injuries or deaths, over Mm -hmm. Mm 12,000. Now, I'm willing to bet, yeah, because it's taken over. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to bet that it wasn't 12,000 people that launched the attack. And I'm willing to bet, uh-huh, and I'm willing to bet these 12,000 people, and I should, shouldn't just say people, I should say men, women, and children. They need to have some sort of identity. They, when men, men, adult men, adult women, teenage children, young children, and babies are being uh, uh, what, injured and or killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Murdered, not killed. Murdered. Thank you. You're right. You're absolutely right. And <clears throat> the United Nations is in, a, is in opposition to this. And I'm confused. I've seen a video where it showed uh, Israel, some people from Israel, were adding cement to where Hamas, I'm sorry, not Hamas, Gaza, gets their water supply from. Hmm. They're cementing it up. So. Even after all of this is over, 
you won't be getting any water. But that tells me what you're really looking to do is annihilate an entire group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't an entire group of people that came and did what they did. And in no way am I justifying or trying to justify what Thomas did. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all, but to me Israel has literally gone back to the what, I guess the old testament and just sit a hand for a hand, eye for an eye, two for a two. Is that what we're mm-hmm. looking at here? Because yeah. that's what it looks like. So that's what it looks like. It looks like self defense to me. Okay. You know what I mean? So like um so this little small cell, right? Um, they're they're violating they're violating and they know that if Israel um if they do a if they uh if they respond like in a full you know, they basically have war. You know what I mean? But if they mm-hmm. um respond a certain way, then they'll be in violation of the treat of whatever they have worked out or whatever, whatever treaty or whatever they have worked out over there. And then they can find them and breach it and start a, you know, a full fledged outright war. Right. And so mm-hmm. you, we're looking at this or whatever, and this will sell, you know, like they're telling the people not to evacuate Gaza. Israel is telling them to evacuate Gaza. But Hamas mm-hmm. is saying, no, don't evacuate, stay there. Right. But stay right. there, what? So y'all can continue to slaughter us? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and then the route for them to get to safety, right? How, how are they mm-hmm. supposed to evacuate? How are they supposed to get to safety unless Israel does what they need to do and protect the people, right? And so I had and to I don't stop think watching. Israel, I don't think Israel has no, any ahead. intention on protecting anybody. I'm sorry. I, I yeah. really don't. I think the only people that Israel is in, in tension, intending to protect are Israel? I keep on saying Israelites. Uh, Israelis, Israelians, is mm-hmm. that right? Israelis. That's the only people mm-hmm. that looking to um, Israelis. Thank you. That's the only people mm-hmm. that looking to um, protect. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. Yeah. And here's the other thing, though. There are hostages. Mm-hmm. 199 yeah. is the number I saw today. Right. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to? One, we're not negotiating. We can't be negotiating if you're um, attacking me. And they're my only leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the crazy so, thing about it is um, all these people, like you mentioned earlier, that have nothing to do with it, these innocent women, these innocent children. Um, mm-hmm. I saw on the news, I think over the weekend, a set of twin boys. Um, they have, so I didn't know, I, I don't know if you saw like the little storm, like the, I don't know if they call storm shelters, but they're little shelters that they go into, bomb shelters, the little mini bomb shelters that a lot of the houses have. Um, yeah. One, they're so small. It's almost like a trailer, right? It's like a, a 18-wheelers trailer, but it's like half the size, right? So it's very small. They had like 35 people packed into one of these things trying to be safe, and somebody from Hamas opened it up, threw a grenade in there. Um Another family, this lady, a husband and wife, they had twin sons earlier that, um, I think earlier that week, they had celebrated a birthday or something like that with their family. The entire family was together. Then all of this mm-hmm. stuff kicked off and, you know, the family's texting each other just to make sure everybody's all right. And they stopped hearing from the mother and the father, the husband and the wife. And so mm-hmm. based on like what they found, um, they found the two twins screaming and hollering and crying. So a neighbor found the the twins screaming and hollering and crying. And then um, when, I guess, whoever came in to investigate, um, they found a mother 
with two bottles in her hand. So apparently she had left the shelter because she had forgotten milk for the babies. And they murdered her in her kitchen, getting milk for her babies. And the father was dead at the door of the shelter. You know, clearly he was, like, trying to protect or prevent them from coming in. And um, mm-hmm. they murdered. So these two twin kids are going to grow up without parents, you know. Why? Because of somebody's agenda that they have nothing to do with? I know, Right. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're shedding innocent blood for what? Right. What's, what's, the, what's the agenda? What, what are right. you going to accomplish? Because your sale is not big enough to take Israel if that's the goal. So what's the outcome? And, what's the purpose? You know what? You just said something. That was the first thought that came to my mind. Right when all of this came about, uh, what a week ago today. This is when I first mm-hmm. when I first found out about it. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm first noticing it, and they show the size of Gaza versus the size of Israel, I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I do this? Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm Hamas, right? If mm-hmm. I'm Hamas, why would I do this, knowing that when they bring down an iron hand, they have the ability to crush us? Mm-hmm. So what, what's what's the what's the exit plan? I guess is my is my question. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, my, and I know I always ask this dumb question, why was it done? You know, why did mm-hmm. they do this in the first place? But I think in this particular case, it actually bears some validity to ask that question. Because it, think about this. No one picks fights with a bully. It's always the bully picking the fights. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. in this case, Hamas can't be the bully because they're not that big or bad. But yet mm-hmm. they pick the fight. And, so, and again, you know, I think it's the trigger a response from Israel so that they can find them in mm-hmm. violation and then they can really, you know, um, trigger a full-fledged attack. And it's, it, Israel is really in a compromising situation with this whole thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, how do, you, how do you navigate it, right? How do, you, how do you effectively navigate this to protect those innocent people in that little strip? Because the population is not even that, you know what I'm saying? It's not us. It's not that huge. So it's like, how mm-hmm. do you protect those people in that little area? But they're they're also impacting, I believe, like um, I want to say I heard them say like they're they're impacting like things being able to come in and go out. I want to say I saw that on the news this weekend. That wait, say um, that again. That they're they're able to. I think that they are um, preventing things from being able to go in and go out because um, that might be like a part of that area may be like um, trying to look it up while we're talking, but I think mm-hmm. it may have um, be like part of where they um, receive things in. And like you mentioned, like they're filling up, putting cement down to fill up the wells and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. also it will prevent them from being able to receive resources from wherever wherever the water or something, um, where, like somewhere where the water borders or whatever, I think stuff comes right. in through that little strip. So that's the only other thing that I can see them doing, but is that having a major impact on resources getting into Israel, right? And then right. does this, with Egypt being right there, does this filter into there? Like, because right now they're not allowing refugees in, but mm, where they need you. to go, right, they mm-hmm. can't get to where they need to go. And the 
the place where they can get food, which is like Egypt, they can't get in. So yeah, right, Egypt said no, you can't can't come through yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and I guess I I guess they don't want to get involved, but I guess my question also is, how do you not? Even if it's just to save people, and I'm I'm thinking that you have to have some sort of um, sympathy or passion towards humanity, you know, and want to keep you know women, children, men, who are, again, who have absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. You want to get them to safety, but at the same time, are you opening your gates to um, are you opening your gates to potential terrorists? Maybe that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason. So I didn't <clears> think about that. You know, because you don't. I would have to. I would have to guess and say that Hamas is also in hiding at this point, and along with the 199 hostages that they have, if mm-hmm. if it's that many, because for all we know, they could have been offing some of them. Yeah. They could have been murdering some of them. We we don't know at this point. We don't know anything. I did see where they uh, abducted an 85 year old woman. For what? What are you going to do with her? Who, right. Who, who, for what? What what's the what's the logic behind it? I <clears throat> and to me here's here's what you're doing. If if this is if all of this is true, here's what you're doing. You're giving the people who are taking this time to politicize all of this here in this country, you're giving them validity when they're referring to Hamas as animals. You're mm-hmm. giving Israel more power when you say you need to annihilate them, right? And destroy mm-hmm. them. Whereas what I would like to know, first of all, why? Why did you do this in the first place? And then I've also heard people speaking out for the Palestinians. We've been oppressed for the oh, last four yeah. decades, right? So there is another side to this that we're, that the media oh, is yeah. not bringing out. You know, oh, yeah. they're not bringing this out. They're only giving you one side of it. Have you seen what, what, what's been popping off in New York? Uh-uh. No, what happened? Okay, so you know that um, there's a lot, so you know I'm from up north, and there's a large Jewish community in um, New York and New Jersey um, to the point where businesses, like, legitimately shut down during, like, the Jewish holidays and stuff like that. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, so there has been, like, little violence on American soil between Palestinians and Israelis in New York. Like, they have been breaking up riots. They have been, you know, having a, I mean, it's been like the amount of riots and stuff like that that has, um, that has, uh, transpired between these two groups in New York is unheard of. Like, it's never happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's never happened, you know? And so now, hmm. so it's like, it's, it's a trickle down effect, right? So we have this going on over there. And so this community, because there is such a large community there, they like literally, um, have had like attacks on Israelis um, coming up and like just somebody just walking up to them on the street and like splitting their head open, things like that. I mean, it's been very vicious, violent attacks, and you know, so like between the Palestinians and the um, Israelis in New York, in New York. No, and I'm like, about that. we're like we're in United States, people. Like, you know. Um, I know that doesn't discount your faith or what you believe or your association with your people or your culture, but come Mm -hmm. on, come Mm -hmm. on. And um, my daughter was telling me today, like her and her friends um, had, you know, they kind of got into a debate and she said she had to digress because she was like, you know, um, you know, her, these are, 
that these are uh, kids, like not kids, but kids to us because of, you know, our age group and we're old enough to be their parents, but mm-hmm. um, like early 20s, late teens, early yeah. 20s, you know, yeah. and they're they're having outright debate over, like, and picking a side between Palestine and Israel, and guess what? They're American. Why are y'all arguing over an issue that does not even affect you or you know what I'm saying? If anything, you should right. be praying for mercy for the innocent people that are being affected exactly. by this. But why are you yes. guys going having having confrontation and conflict between you all, and it's mm-hmm. not even your community? And I can see you having a, a you know feeling sympathy for mm-hmm. either side, you know, whatever mm-hmm. your preference is or whatever. I can understand you having sympathy and empathy, but not to the fact where you want to start cursing people out and have. Um, uh, fights and argument. No, it's not that deep. It should not be that something got nothing to do with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably never been to Palestine a day or Israel a day in your life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it outside of what you heard in your history class and what you saw on the news. And it's like, so what, how do you relate to the oppression, you know, the, the young kids and stuff like that that's taking a side, you know, or taking a position of they support Palestine how do you relate to the oppression of the Palestinians? Like, what? How did? How does that have a direct influence or impact on your your personal life? You know what I mean? And vice right. versa, right. the same thing with you know with Israel and stuff like that. And I understand, like, um, you know, like you 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 have a concern and 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 all that stuff. But any innocent blood, whether it's Palestinian mm-hmm. blood or Israeli blood, is not. We don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Right. We should exactly. be against any innocent bystanders that are that did not they did not go out and orchestrate these attacks. They did not make a decision that, oh, you know what, we're gonna invade today. We're gonna start busting into people's homes, we're gonna start killing mm-hmm. people. They didn't make those decisions. But they're being affected by decisions that they had nothing to do with. They're being right. attacked because of decisions that they had nothing to do with. Because mm-hmm. of because of who they are as a race, as a people. Come on. We have to do better when it comes to things like this, especially when you talk about um, just humanity and, and kindness and, and respecting each other and respecting differences and things like that. And, again, just getting a mindset to have empathy and compassion for people beyond our own existence, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and then the, the level of – and it's so funny that these things become a priority and, you know, you'll have people – that's speaking out in outrage, and I'm going to say it. I know I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Speak your truth. Because I, I got to speak piece. my truth. You mm-hmm. speak out in outrage against what's happening in Palestine and in Israel and stuff, but um, the oppression mm-hmm. that took place in this country mm-hmm. with black people for over 400 mm-hmm. years, you know, we mm-hmm. are told we need to get over it and we need to this mm-hmm. and we need to that. And this stuff yes. had a direct impact on you and your ancestors and things like that. But you have no yes. empathy or sympathy for the person that you see and that you spend time around or that's a part of your community every day. Make it make sense. Make it make you sense. Can't. You can't. You can't. And you're doesn't. right on point with that. You're right on point with that. Um, I'm going a, I'm to... A, Get away from what that last part you just said. I'm going to go back to everything else that you said for a second. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to bring this up. See, I hadn't heard about New York, but I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. that up. 
Here's what hit the news today. I think I saw it, um, I came across my phone yesterday, and then I saw it on the news today. I don't know if you heard. It was two victims, and this is in Chicago. They are uh, Palestinians, a mother Mm -hmm. and her six-year-old son. Six-year-old son was stabbed, I think the number was 26 times, and the mother was stabbed six times by guess who? They're white, or as my brother likes to say, Caucasian landlord. And oh, you got to see his photo. You got to see his photo. And he boasted about it as if it was his right to do it. And he did it because they are part of the Muslim faith. That's why he did it. That's why, at least that's why he said he did it. Oh, my goodness. So now, and, and, and guess her- what? She survived. The mom survived. The little my boy God. is no longer with us. Oh can't, I can't. God. I can't even begin to imagine what that woman is feeling right now. Yeah. Okay. She survived yeah. and could not save her child from this maniac. Oh my gosh. It's it's that and that's been an issue, and that and we see this every time. Right? We saw this at nine eleven. Right. Mm-hmm. We see this mm-hmm. every time the stuff kicks off with Israel. We see this every yes. time something happens from a Muslim, a predominantly Muslim nation, right? We always mm-hmm. see people go to the, oh, because they're Muslim, they're guilty. Their faith mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the, the decisions of individual radicals that have made a decision for themselves to, um, right. to terrorize and do things in other places and communities, right? You cannot punish the masses. That's, you cannot stereotype people and just make everybody guilty because they fall under a certain race, religion, or whatever, you know, gender, whatever. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's so, the, oh, my gosh, that, that's so heartbreaking and so disheartening. And that's why I stopped watching the news. I didn't, want, I didn't stop watching because I didn't want to know what was going on um, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm very adamant about watching and praying because you do have to watch and know what's going on so you know what to pray for. And so for me, watching and praying is very important. But seeing those, the thing for me was the imagery, right? They were literally showing babies, and I'm seeing blood and faces had blown off. Even though they try to mask it with a little blurb that they do, you can still see through that, like, the damage that's done to these children, to these children who have not yet even had a chance to live or experience life, right? Exactly. To to make a decision Mm -hmm. on what's good, what's bad, like, to, de- to even decide if they are are going to be, um, you know, anything, you know, like if they want to have a faith, whether they want to support that community, where they, whether they even want to live there, whether they want to grow up and go and be somewhere else. Like all of those things have been taken away from a lot of these people, exactly. a lot of these children, you know, and it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. And so just seeing all those babies and, and young people and women, it was, I said, I can't watch anymore because this is, un, this is, it's just, it's, uh, I, I can't even find the words. It's beyond disheartening. It's beyond disheartening. I understand. It's beyond disheartening. And you know and what all this is, really? What we're witnessing? Mm-hmm. An excuse to hate. That's all. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's sort of like when, when uh, Ernst became president. Now all, all the roaches, they could come out like roaches. All oh, the hate yeah. can come out like roaches, right? And they can oh, express yeah. themselves how they want now because of Agent Orange. <clears throat> so that's what we're seeing now. <laughs> yes. That's and, what we're seeing now. And I'm, a, and I'm grateful to Agent Orange um, for um, 
for letting them take their sheets off because I'd rather know. I, I'm 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 happier to know the devil I do. You know, it's easier mm-hmm. to deal with the devil you know than the devil you don't. Right. 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 So if I can yeah, see I, that you I, don't I agree with that part. Me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree so, with that yeah. part of it. He's good for that because he's, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. he's allowed everybody to come on out. Right. He's allowed everybody to come on out, and that's what and that's exactly what the situation has done. Because when I mm-hmm. um when when I first learned about what was going on, you know, over there, and then over here, you know, they said the synagogues were closing because of death threats yeah. and bomb threats. I'm like. Wait yeah, a minute, bomb this threats. happened mm-hmm. like two days ago. And yeah. we already getting bomb threats over here? Yeah, and, oh, you, and please believe that this was not something that happened overnight. Somebody didn't just wake up and decide, okay, today is the day. Right? That, this has been planned. Mm-hmm. And so you exactly. have to take those threats and things and those different alerts and things seriously because you don't know how many cells have been planted here, right? Exactly. To execute on bomb mm-hmm. threats at these synagogues and things like that. Just like I said, the fight working out in New York and stuff like that, people randomly attacking people in New York. And now we even see that you have a different element to work, work, worry about outside of those that may have be a part of a terrorist cell. But you have to worry about just individual people who feel like they have a right to be vigilantes and um, condemn you just on um, your faith or religion, you know? So exactly. on top of those credible threats, you got to just deal with the random foes. So it's it's crazy. It's it's so crazy, and and and, so, and then if you look at it like, how do we fix it? What what can we do to mitigate uh, some of this stuff? Ah, uh, so I guess the question that comes to my mind is, what gives us what 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 makes us think we have the right? And I'm speaking in general. What makes us think mm-hmm. we have the right to kill in the name of religion? I don't care. It doesn't matter what religion it is, right? What gives mm-hmm. you the right to not? And let's let's just let's take let's take a broader spectrum of it: kill, mm-hmm. discriminate, enslave. Because what was that the last was thing also you said? Done. Kill, discriminate, and what was the last thing? Enslave. Yes, ma'am. And the reason why okay. I say enslave mm-hmm. is because that was also done in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. what in what is it about religion? That empowers you or makes you feel that you're empowered to step on the rights of someone else or others. Mm. What religion gives you that right? No religion does. So how do we fix our our mouths and minds to tell us that it does? Yeah, it's it's a superiority complex, right? So people, it's, 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 People can read what they so what this 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 you know I'm a teacher so one of the things yes, I yeah, teach my kids and I'm very adamant about um and I was the same way with my children and I'm the same way with my students um mm-hmm. I try to emphasize the importance of context okay context context in terms of conversation. Context mm-hmm. in terms of text messaging, context in terms of books that we read, um, context mm-hmm. in terms of reading an email, any type of written communication, right, or verbal communication. We have to make sure we understand context, right? And so reading comprehension when we were growing up was a very important thing. You used to be able to read a line in the story and you were expecting 
expected to think critically. You were expected to go deeper in your level of understanding. And so, unfortunately, mm -hmm. with the crisis and stuff that we have with the shortage on teachers and things like that and putting bodies in the seat and then career changes, so people coming out of corporate and going into teaching roles that are really not natural teachers and are not trained teachers, and they're going through, like, these little short, quick programs, so they really don't have the experience and the knowledge and things like that. So they do the surface, right? They, um, so, you know, there's a hierarchy to, you know, the level of questioning and stuff like that to get a person or get a student to get to a place of, um, of comprehension, right? Maximum comprehension, right? Maximum understanding. So we have surface yeah. questions that are where you are wrote, you kind of repeat stuff, you remember what's in the text and you can repeat it, right? Um, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you understand the context of the text, right? right. You just know you can, I can say, it's just like people that quote the Bible, right? They can say that the Bible says, um, thou shalt not kill. Or they can say that the Bible says, and I shall not two for two, right? But mm -hmm. do they understand the context in which it was said, right? So just like with slavery, the Bible says, okay, slaves obey your masters, right? But do they understand mm -hmm. the context of slavery in the scriptures? What does slavery actually look like in the scriptures? They don't understand the context, right? They just know that the Bible said that. Please obey your message. So, and then they put themselves, you know, in this position of authority because what did they do? They created, looking at Christianity, we can, we can look at Christianity, um, they created a white savior. So that made the white individual or the Caucasian, not the white, let me say correctly, they created a Caucasian savior, right? So the imagery mm -hmm. that they created for the savior was Caucasian. And so mm -hmm. because I'm Caucasian and I identify with Caucasian, um, I am superior to anyone that does not look like this. And so we have been brainwashed to, um, to embrace the superiority complex of these people. And so that's what people do. All it takes is one person, one person, right, with charisma, and that's why all these cults and stuff exist, one person with charisma to convince us small group that goes out and ultimately contaminates the masses to believe the foolishness and embrace it because nobody wants to do the research, nobody wants to read, nobody wants to learn, um, seek out the context, nobody wants to seek out the truth. They just want to buy into what sounds good, what feels good, what kind of tickles their fancy, right? And so they just kind of go along to get along and things like that. And so we find ourselves in these situations with religions, right? Because, oh, this religion sounds good. It tickles my fancy. You know what? I'm white. They're white. So we're saying, I'm sorry, I'm Caucasian. They're Caucasian. So they're saying that mm -hmm. we're superior. So I like that. We're superior if anybody else is beneath us. So, yeah, we get to have slaves, and they got to serve us, and they got to this, and they got to that. And then you have another religion over here. Oh, okay. It says an eye for eye, two for two, or it says that anybody that does not, um, you know, does not, Follow this religion, it's going to burn. So guess what? I get to be judge, jury, and executioner, and I get to go and start burning people down and start executing people and killing people for, you know, in the name of my religion, in the name of my faith, because I believe it that much to the point that I feel like I have the right, right, to kill and this and that. But they overlook all the other stuff about mercy and love and forgiveness, and they just hone in on those one little, you know, these few little pieces. Oh yeah. In this text, they burnt the whole he burnt the whole city and condemned them. So guess what? I get to do that, right? 
I get to play God. I get to be God. And a lot of people put mm-hmm. themselves in the place of God because it's, because a lot of religions, right, a lot of religions say that we are gods, right, or we are created in the image of God. So they, mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm created in the image of God, I had to say, well, we have the same authority or the same spirit, right? So because I have the same authority or the same spirit as God, then I can, in, in, in other words, put myself in the place of God and I can play God and I can make decisions and stuff that aren't mine to make. Because, again, I'm ignoring the context of everything else, and I'm just cherry-picking what I like so I can do what I want to do and say that I'm justified by my Quran or by my Bible or by my Buddha, whatever they use, you know, my Torah, whatever. And, yeah, and, and it just becomes gospel. And it's crazy, but that's the issue. We don't understand context. So you've answered some of my questions before I could ask them, and I so I do appreciate <laughs> that. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask was, isn't there somewhere where you should gain or have some spiritual discernment in mm. all of this, right? Mm. And your spiritual discernment, correct me if I'm wrong, should help you or assist you in not having that attitude I'm just you have I'm just, to. I'm just kinda curious. I mean if you're if yeah. you're if you're let's just I'm I'm gonna go to Christians in particular. Um mm-hmm. just because even if you go to church every Sunday, I know not every Christian is opening up their Bible and doing some meditation mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. themselves and reading for themselves. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. just me. Maybe I don't. Okay? So yes, no, I'll for a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. I, I don't read my Bible every day. I'm not even going to lie, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I meditate on the Word every day. But mm-hmm. somewhere along the way, some of these things are common sense. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that you said is superiority complex. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's not Scripture. It's not. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen those two words together in the Bible. That's not scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, I do see, I have seen discrimination in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's in the Bible. And I don't mean the word. I mean the act of discrimination, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, that's in the Bible. Um, but I'm not seeing, uh, I guess I'm not grasping how we get to say we're going to do this in the name of religion and it's justified, quote, unquote, it's okay, because mm-hmm. I am Caucasian. I am made, and and wait, here's the other thing you said. You said we are made in God's image, Mm -hmm. right? But guess Mm -hmm. what? Your children are made in your image, right? You created your Mm children. When you procreated and you gave birth to your children, they were made Mm -hmm. in your image. But that didn't Mm -hmm. give them authority over Jack. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I learned this. I learned this. Years ago, I'm not going to say this was spiritual discernment or anything like that, but I learned this years ago. My wife and I had dropped my daughter off to college. She had decided she wanted to go to LSU. We dropped her off to LSU, and then we decided we wanted to take a ride up to uh, Mississippi and walk the beach, right? So that's what we did. We took our shoes off, and we're walking barefoot along the, uh, right along the beach where the water comes on and goes right back off, right? So we're getting, just mm-hmm. getting our feet wet. That's literally all we're doing. And I'm noticing that every time I take a footstep, now I'm on sand, okay? But every time I take a footstep, the earth gives way to you, right? 
And what that mean, how I took that at that time is we have dominion over the earth. But I think we've misdefined the word dominion. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what it really, say it again. Context. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We've taken it completely out of context because what it really mm-hmm. means is we are responsible for. And yeah. if we take care of it, it is going yeah. to take care of That's what we say about cars, right? Yeah. You take care of cars, take care of you. <laughs> so when we, when, if you take care of the earth, the earth is going to take care of you. It, mm-hmm. it was, it's been placed here for you. It's yeah. been placed here for you to dominate, but dominate in the sense of take care of, not dominate in the sense of take care of what I need. Mm-hmm. No, take care of what you, your family, your community needs, and also take care of the earth that is taking care of you. That's called a relationship. And it's, yeah. if you really think about it, we are symbiotic with mm-hmm. the earth. We are symbiotic with the earth. Right? If you do right, if you take and plant a garden and you do right, you do everything you're supposed to do in that garden, hopefully it's going to bear fruit for you. It's going to bear vegetables for you, whatever it is you're trying mm-hmm. to grow, right? Whether it be whether it be kale, whether it be spinach, whether it be tomatoes, whether it be fruit, whatever it is, if you do what you're supposed to do, it is going to do the rest. And you'll find out the little that you did gave way to plenty. Mm-hmm. But we Look take it. I'm sorry. You, you said something so powerful there. Like the little that we do makes way for greatness, right? For so much yeah. plentifulness. Look at a mm-hmm. seed. We plant a seed. You plant an apple seed and you get a tree. That's right. A tree. A whole tree. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and the only thing you did was plant a seed mm-hmm. and then water it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. go out a few times a week and water it. Uh-huh, and put it in fertile soil, and the earth mm-hmm. yields, you know what I mean? Yes, so, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, I mean, it, even in, 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 right, the book, the Garden of Eden, they didn't even have mm-hmm. to work in the Garden yeah. of Eden. It wasn't yeah. until they were expelled that they actually had to work. But even then, you were given dominion over, oh, I'm saying you, we were given dominion mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. And t- so technically speaking, the earth is for all of us. All of us. It's not, and it's look not at, just for you. Yeah, and look what man has done. Man is selling to us, right, things that God gave to us freely. Who, why can't I, as a person that God has given dominion on the earth, right, why can't I go find a piece of land, build a house on it, dig, mm-hmm. dig, and, you know, dig, dig uh, and make a well and, you know, have water um, mm-hmm. and live? Without having to pay mm-hmm. taxes, without having to compete for properties and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, man has literally taken what God has given us freely and attached the price tag to it. How are you going to charge me for something that wasn't even yours? How do you, how exactly. did you, how do we get to a place where you were able to deed land and all these, who, what, who, who, who said that was okay? Right. When the Native Americans exactly. were here, they didn't have, you know, wherever you travel to and you landed or whatever or whatever area or territory you settled in, you lived on the land. Even how we hunted and treated the animals. Look how we do our animals now. You have um, cat farm, you know, farm, uh, what do you call them, dairy farms, where you work the mother so bad. You're, first of all, cow milk is not for humans. Cow, cats, 
drink cow milk. Goats drink, uh, kids drink goat milk. And, you know, animal milk is for animal milk. Human milk came mm-hmm. from the woman's breast. That's why God gave us milk to feed our children. You know, mm-hmm. our milk was for them. And then any milk beyond that should come from the plant, like the oat milk and stuff like that. Then we wonder why we develop things like lactose intolerance because cow milk is for cows. It's not for people. You know, so it's just like, point. just, you Good know, point. but instead, what do we do? We go, we create, um, we go, we create these dairy farms and we, um, milk, they just milk, milk, milk those, those female cows and have them drop dead on the assembly line because that's basically what it is in the assembly line because just a whole bunch of them just lined up with these things, just constantly pulling at their udders. Um, you get cuts in the milk, blood in the milk, because that's how that's that's the stuff that comes out, you know, because those machines are just um I don't know if you've ever watched video footage or documentary of a dairy farm, but if you get a chance, look, it's a very mm-hmm. cruel process. And then when they um produce their babies, like if they get pregnant, you know, when they impregnate them to produce more um calves, I should say, they will uh take this little electric thing, stick it in the um in the man to get him the male the bull to get him a rack. He does his business with the female. She gets pregnant. When she has calves, female calves, she's, you know, giving time off to nurse the calf to get it strong enough to throw it on the assembly line if it's a girl. If it's a boy, they slaughter it, and that's where we get veal from, veal meat. What? Yes. So just, just if you just look at how, you know, the, the dominion has been taken out of context. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and we look right. at look at the original people, right? How did they mm-hmm. live? The, they mm-hmm. weren't trying to build infrastructures and stuff like that. The native to uh, the native people of America, they lived off the land as necessary. They built, you know, shelter and things like that. You know, and when the colonizers came here, they tried to teach them to live the same way, right? But they came from, you know, England and, and those European nations and stuff where they lived differently, right? They were building castles and monarchies and things like that. So, of course, they want to come here and get a – they did the very thing that they fled from, they fled from so that they could come here and be their own rulers, right, and rule the people. And so what did they do? They took rule over and manipulated the people that were native to this land, native to this country. And these people, what were they doing? They were killing animals as needed for food and clothing and stuff like that. They were very intentional about the slaughter. They didn't just go out and um, have a frenzy and just kill to be killing. No, they killed as necessary because they understood the circle of life. They understood that, you know, we need to kill what we need so that we can continue to have meat. They can continue to go out and reproduce. They can continue to have babies so that we can continue to have food to hunt, right? No, Mm -hmm. now we have endangered animals and all this other stuff because, you know, we have poachers and people want expensive um exotic animals just for show, you know what I mean? Or they want a, a fur made out of this animal, you know what I mean? So just, just meaningless, right? And just this um, this mindset, I don't even know what to call it, This, it, it, but it's just, to me, it's um, mediocre, this mediocre mindset that we have as a West, as the Western culture and the people that had come here and just defiled everything that was intended, right? And so I look at that and I think about those things. Like when we, if we had just done it the way that they were doing it when they got here, would the world look like this? Will we, you know, would would there be so much poverty? No, because they, it's, it's about creating status and separation 
That's what it's about. I want, I want to be up here. I want to make all the money, and y'all down here, you know, come work for me. Come build my empire. Come build my kingdom because, again, now dominion has gone to the next level out of context, you know, from the earth to the people. I'm superior. You're not. In Jesus' name or Allah's name or Buddha's name. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And see, but see, you know? what you said, I'm laughing, but that very first thing you said, that you don't realize huh. how powerful that is. Because mm-hmm. when people hear that, oh, that must, he must be for real. They must be, you know, under the authority of, you know, or they're mm-hmm. anointed. You know, that's our other favorite word we like to use. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Once they say, in the name of Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and so you you spewed out all of that before. You spewed out a whole bunch of BS, but then once you say in the name of Jesus, you're mm-hmm. convicted. Yeah, and people, right? they pervert. And what, you, and, and what happens is you have a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. You said it earlier. Nobody's reading. Nobody's researching, mm-hmm. right? Because even if you don't want to mm-hmm. read, research. Yeah. One of the things I was taught when um, back home in, in my home church, don't just take my word for it. Read it for mm-hmm. yourself. That's what I, I have taught us from the pulpit. That's what he said from and the that's pulpit. How, that's, and he's sound because anybody that tell you that, they teach a sound doctrine because people that's not teaching sound, that's why I don't, I'm not a fan of Catholicism. Y'all don't want them mm-hmm. to read. They don't want you to read the Bible. They want you to take everything from their mouth. <laughs> Like, but but even how- even so, you have a Bible in your in your in your possession somewhere, right? You even should. if you don't, it's okay. You have you have internet access they got somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you have you have Bible Gateway. You can go to that. You don't mm-hmm. you don't have to have a Bible in today's society. When you go to church mm-hmm. now, you can just have your phone, or if you want to you want a bigger version, <laughs> you can bring your tablet. Right? That way you can, oh, yes. Sometimes when the yes. people up in the pulpit, they're reading from a tablet. They're not reading from an actual Bible. Uh-huh. Yes. So I mean, it's the actual Bible. It's just in digital format. Right. I mean, they don't have a physical Bible. That's what I mean. Yes. Right. And my point is, you have access to everything. We live in the information era now. The only reason why you don't know is because you choose not to know. Mm-hmm. So the, you can the, get every every interpret like you can get it from the King James version, the those thou thus and this to the Master's Bible. Mm-hmm. The, what the Lord is saying is, you better not mess it. They don't, he don't play there that. You, he go. you know what I'm saying? Like there you it, go. All kind of translations. It just it's it's too easy. Exactly. So the only reason why you don't know is because you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Some people exactly. either, and I, I look at it this way. Either people are afraid to know or they're lazy, too lazy to know. It's only one of the two. Mm-hmm. It's only one of the mm-hmm. two. And I can understand the fear part. I can't necessarily understand the lazy part. But even if whatever, whichever one it is, if you don't know, then you also can't act. And what I mean by act, you cannot act responsibly. Mm-hmm. Because just because there's a war, and I don't want to belittle it, or just because there's a conflict even in Israel between Israel and Hamas and in the country of Gaza, doesn't mean that it has to happen here. Right. You know, as you right. stated earlier, we should be praying for the people who are being affected the most, the mm-hmm. people who are not pushing buttons, the ones who are not making decisions, the ones who have no control over anything that's being said and or done. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the people we should really be concerned live. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> you got people just trying to live, you know, That's enjoy it. family, enjoy life. And That's it. just like that, their peace is disrupted, their family is disrupted, children growing up now without parents. Like, it's, it's, this is not um, what they signed up for. And I'm sure when they went to bed last night or woke up this morning, they were not mm-hmm. expecting that, you know? Yeah. And the other, the other, here's the other scenario. You got children growing up with parents. You got parents who have survived their children. Yes. Yeah, that's another major blow. Because I can't, I, as a, as a parent, you know, it's our, it's, and and your your father too, so you probably feel mm-hmm. the same way. But I definitely don't want to be burying my children. Like it's no, not supposed no, not to be that all. way. God didn't right. that way. Yeah, it's a reverse cycle. I don't want to experience that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to experience that. So I feel you. Yeah. So I just feel like um, both sides. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, and I'm sure those those children will appreciate the sacrifices that their um, that their parents made to you know ensure that they're alive. But I know when they get to a certain point in their lives, they're going to prefer that mom and dad was you know were there, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Like I don't even know how how do you even come back from that? You know what I mean? From right. having to bury your child. Like I don't know that I that's something that I could, um, I don't want to know about that. I don't ever want to experience. I pray that I never have to go through that. That's one of the things I have always asked the Lord, like, please don't ever let me have to bury one of my children, you know, or visit them in a prison system, you know, for making a poor decision. So, and Mm -hmm. he has answered that prayer, but that's, that's every parent's nightmare, I believe, to have to bury their child before them. That uh, six-year-old I told you about earlier, mm-hmm. the mother, the mother was unable to go to the funeral because of her wounds. Oh no! The child has already been buried, already been. But she uh, didn't get to say goodbye. Yes. Well, no technically, closure. she shouldn't have to be saying. She shouldn't be saying goodbye to her child. No, not she at all. She really man. shouldn't. You know, it's and some idiot. And what kind of monster stands a six-year-old? You are a monster. Like, in the name of religion, that's what we just finished talking about. So he felt authorized or superior and authorized to or anointed to make this freaking decision. Mm-mm-mm. Because of their religion. Because <laughs> of their religion. He feels superior yeah. to them. Their religion is evil. Well, the way I look at it, if that's your if your religion is talking to you like that, maybe you need to double check yours. Oh yeah, because if your if whatever God you serve tells you that it's okay for you to do something like that, murder an innocent child and woman just because they believe differently than you, then yeah, you you're not serving um, the right God. I'm gonna back you up a little bit. You mm-hmm. said because they believe differently than you. Mm-hmm. How do we know that we actually don't all believe and are worshiping the same God? Right. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not, I don't mm-hmm. think it's much, I don't think it's the religion that's different 
as much as it is the people who think we're different or think that the religion mm-hmm. is different. I think mm-hmm. that's what I think it is. And I think that those, those two words you use, that superiority complex that mm-hmm. uh, our Caucasian brothers and sisters seem to be afflicted with, mm-hmm. um, they're the ones, and, not, and it's not limited to them, but they, mm-hmm. I think they do have a bad case of it. Oh, yeah. I think they do have a bad case of it. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's um it's getting I feel like it's getting uglier and uglier in this world. Like just every day, you know, we wake up to a little more darkness, a little more light snatched out of the world. So, well, I hopefully, I, I I doubt it. I don't want to be negative, negative Nancy. Uh, mm-hmm. I doubt this is going to be resolved by the next time we meet. But hopefully, okay. we should start seeing that. a close to this. But I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Uh, so I'm going to switch yeah. gears right quick. In the in the meantime, um, it's been so long since I've seen you. I purposely <laughs> haven't cleaned this house. <laughs> Your tasks are awaiting you. <laughs> oh, so you just the lead a mess for me. <laughs> All day. All yeah. day. I have missed um I've really missed being on with you guys. Like, um I'm in school and right now school is taking up my Mondays. Um like I have schoolwork to do tonight, but I was like, uh, you know what? It's going to be late this week. So, <laughs> but it's just, well, it's, you know, people don't realize how hard it is to, like, work a full-time job, be a full-time parent, go to school, mm-hmm. have other responsibilities and stuff like that. And so when these young people be complaining, I'd be like, child, you ain't got no kids yet. Like, <laughs> all you got to do is go to school. Like, this is it. You you don't have a bill. Right. You don't have to work. You don't have nothing. Like, just go to school. That's it. Like, right. do it. Get it done. Like, if you, any young people listed or in college or whatever, you don't have kids yet, get it done. Go to school. Get it done before you start having extra responsibilities. Because I'm telling you, it's been hitting my head. And keep those extra responsibilities away from you as long as you can, because once you hey. once you start having those extra responsibilities, your life oh, has yeah. changed forever, ever, your ever. Life has changed. <laughs> ever, ever. Yep, and that's for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, so. and we speak it from experience. Wrote the book <laughs> and got the t-shirt. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Your life changes. I ain't meant for that. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners. Oh, 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 for oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off no. again. Oh. Okay. You have been missed. You have been missed as well. So. Oh, thank you. Roseanne yeah, Petty like, been talking trash about you. you. <laughs> yeah, Roseanne Petty, he's been talking smack about you. Right? Did he fire me? I was truck. like, he might have fired me. <laughs> nah, he, he, I asked him, I said, you want to fire her? Nah, man, we can't fire her. Why can't, why can't we fire her? And then he, he whispered something. I love her, man. <laughs> I need her, I need her ass back up in here. Like, bro, come on, man. All right, just chill. She'll be here. She'll be here. Hey, man. Damn, man. We just got to chill out. But, you know, so, yeah, he loves you. You ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. Well, thank you, Bojam. 
But to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We um, truly value you because it's you that we do it for, and you are the reason why we are here. Um, so if you have topic suggestion, any feedback, if you are a black-owned business and you'd like to come on to promote your business, if you'd like to, pro- um, to break word with us, please email us at thegospeltruthnobs at gmail.com. Again, that's the gospel truth, no BS at gmail.com. Um, also, you can listen to our episodes on Spotify. Well, yes, yeah, Spotify, um, Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher. And if we're not there, then just know we on the way. We coming, baby. Yeah. We are coming. <laughs> and, you know, huh. and share us. Share us. Yes. Share so us. We, all, we, us almost free. we mm-hmm. are almost free. Two dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On the corner, you know what I'm saying? Take my boy. <laughs> it would take him to really defy that bad boy. Yeah. Oh, man. If Antonio was here, he would break it down for you. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> yes, but definitely, definitely, definitely. Share with your Uber driver. Share with your uh, your neighbor, with your community, with your work people, you know, your work wife, your real wife, all of that. Just whoever you can share with. Everybody. Your side piece. Yeah, your side piece. We'll talk to all of them. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care. We just want to be everywhere. <laughs> That's right. You can play us while y'all, you know, doing y'all thing. Yeah. We won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's all love over here, baby. It's all love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Let me stop. Let me stop. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> Um, so, anything else you have that you want to close us out with? Did you have a quote? Uh, no, ma'am. No, I'll leave that to uh, Mr. Antonio. To the wise one? Well, right. since the wise right. one is not here, mm-hmm. I will take that over, especially since I haven't been here for a while. Oh. Um, so, um, two, I want to share two um, quick quotes with y'all. The first one is, um, from Ellie Weisel, I think is her name, Ellie Weisel. It says, mm-hmm. what is it that seduces some young people to terrorism? It simplifies things. The fantastic, I'm sorry, the fanatic has no questions, only answers. Education is the way to eliminate t- terrorism. And the second quote mm-hmm. is by Deepak Chopra. Terrorism isn't insanity. It grows out of social conditions that are well known. Poverty, social oppression, dictatorship, and a void of meaning in the lives of ordinary people. Mm. They're the answer. Yeah, meditate on those. They're your answer. Now we know, at least now we have an inkling as to why this took place to begin with. Mm hmm. So. Mm hmm. Open your mind. Open your mind. God bless. God bless.
Mm-hmm.